This is the Right Guys Podcast, where we are thankful for everything in our lives. And now your hosts, Josh Hammerling and Max McGuire. Back to another edition of the Right Guys Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. I'm Josh Hammerling. Happy Thanksgiving week, Max. Happy Thanksgiving week. Um, lots, lots, lots to be thankful for. Did you move into um, a new house? That's not your, your usual digs there. What, what's I'm going visiting, on? I'm visiting family. Oh, the family took oh. took the kids to visit some family. Um, nice. So it's nice. It's nice getting out of town a little bit, seeing friends and family. Yeah. Um, got a little bit, a little bit of a scare. Thought oh. we might have had COVID. Really? Which I'm not particularly afraid of, but yeah. Um, when your goal is to visit grandparents and mm-hmm. your parents and and go out and about, right? It becomes a lot harder to do that if you have the dreaded COVID-19, but um, we believe it was a false positive because we've tested everyone multiple times again, negative. So we're, we're going off of it being a negative. That's what we're going off of. Cool. Um, so well, I hope it, everyone's good. doing okay. Hope uh, yeah. everyone stays healthy. Everybody gets to hang out, enjoy the turkey, the potatoes and all the trimming. What's your favorite food on Thanksgiving? Again, but- uh, I love, I love stuffing. I love the stuffing. You're a stuffing guy. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, would- I, I put sausage in my stuff in the stuffing. Oh, okay, that sounds good. So it, it, it tastes really good. Sage sausage, yeah, is a, is a trick there. Um, usually, I like to, I like to smoke my turkey, um, which you? since I'm traveling, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to do that this year. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to cook it the old-fashioned way in the oven. Mm-hmm. I tried to introduce my family to spatchcocking the turkey, which is when you basically break the spine, spread it out flat, cooks faster, cooks yeah. more evenly. But uh, they're not into that. No. When, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I guess. Um, <laughs> cool. cool, absolutely. You got anything planned? You got anything planned this? Uh, yeah, this well, yeah, we're spending it with the the wife's family this year. They decided since the family was so big to actually go to a local restaurant. This will be the first time I'll go to a oh. restaurant for Thanksgiving. But I've got a backup uh, the the same day and the evening at my parents' place, so I'll get two of them. But oh, yeah, it'll be really. Got always have a backup. Gotta yeah. Because I want leftovers. I want to be able to take the mashed yeah. potatoes, put corn on it, put some turkey on it, some cranberry, right? Or make a sandwich. My favorite is a sandwich with turkey, cranberry, yellow mustard. Try mm-hmm. that, dude. It's sweet and sour. It changes your life. So I, this is one of my favorite times of the year. You know what I mean? Thanksgiving is mm-hmm. my favorite holiday. And I do yeah. Thanksgiving. And then afterwards, like a few days later, mm-hmm. have a have what I call thanks again. <laughs> when you, you really have like a, a sit down, eat the eat the meal over again. Since I was traveling, mm-hmm. I actually added a new meal to the Thanksgiving holiday. Oh, which I call I call thanks in advance. Oh, it's when you go to it's when you go to Costco, get a rotisserie chicken, and get all the Costco sides, and you have a meal about a week before just to get get ready. Warmed to go. up, warmed up. Yeah, so yeah. Thanks in advance, Thanksgiving, and thanks again. Uh, my my three holidays in a week. Got to spread that. I can't Gotta spread that. Tomorrow's going to be so much fun. I'm going to be so full. It's like that one day yeah. of the year I wear my stretchy pants, right? That's why you get, you know, for if you, if you conceal carry a weapon, you got to have the, those belts that open and, and close with ease. So, yeah. Yeah. That's well, have, have you, have you seen the, uh, I don't know the brand name. It's a brand of like athletic pants and shorts that have built in belts into them for concealed carry. What? Yeah. You send yeah. that to me. I want to um, test that out. <laughs> I will test that out. I see them on Facebook all the time. Arrowhead Tactical, not okay, a sponsor. This is, okay. this is not an ad, um, but I'll, I'll go ahead and put it on the screen in a second. Um, 
There we go. Wow, this would be interesting. Uh, I really, I'm interested because it's hard to carry, man. Like it's a, it's an art to carry a weapon, especially in shorts and summertime stuff. Interesting. So interesting. these are athletic shorts, and they have a built-in retention belt, or you can upgrade the retention belt, and so you can carry uh, appendix, you can carry whole, uh, six o'clock, nine o'clock. Uh, I haven't tried them. I was just wondering if maybe you had any experience with them. No, but it looks like I'm they have forty bucks. Well, it looks like they're having a Black Friday deal, so yeah, I guess now's the time. Now's the time to do it, right? I'm putting it in the old computer here. Hold on, <laughs> now I know what I'm asking for for Christmas. <laughs> so that or Lululemon, yeah. and they that I just don't know. No, I'm not well, they, they have they have joggers. They seem to have a bunch. So I'm not cool. a sponsor, but yeah, cool if they were sponsored. Cool, cool company. Um, still. So like we've it. got a lot to get into. Um, so let's get into it, and, and I have something I want to talk about a little bit at the end, but let's yeah. let's get right into it. Lots to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Lots <laughs> lots to wish. W there's lots that we wish were diff was different, right? Um, there, there's obviously, we're thankful for a lot of things, but we also recognize that the world, the country, is much worse off with Joe Biden in office than it possibly could have been with him sitting in Delaware doing whatever it is he was doing there. Yeah. Um, so there's lots that we want to change, obviously. And that's what our podcast is about, highlighting what needs to be changed, highlighting what's wrong in the country, but also mm -hmm. presenting paths forward, ideas, policy prescriptions. Um, what's been crazy, uh, did you do the shopping for your family? Oh, you, you're going to eat, so you're not, you didn't have to do Thanksgiving we, shopping. Have, have you ventured into a grocery it. store? You bet. Well, we helped buy some of the groceries for your um one side of the family you know we just go there and we've been checking out we spend a lot of time in the store i shop because I, I make a lot of my own food and i was shocked at the prices of certain things max ham was a hundred percent more this year than it was last year because we wanted to do like maybe a honey baked ham we thought we'd take to one of the events and it's it's almost 60 70 bucks for a honey baked ham now i remember when 40 dollars yeah. was a lot for honey baked ham, and i love honey baked ham it is one of my favorites out there and I, now we're just looking at getting something at the, the Costco. Well, we got something at just the local Costco that was half the price. You know what I mean? But it was still just insanely expensive. hundred yeah. percent. I've never yeah. seen it in my lifetime. You know? Well, we, we've seen a lot of people running away from turkeys because unless you're somewhere where they have really cheap turkeys, turkeys are very expensive. So people have been trying yeah. to get into ham, um, mm -hmm. rotisserie chickens, but all that price, unless you go to Costco where it's the same price every year, rotisserie mm -hmm. chickens. Everything's up. And yeah. what feels ridiculous is when you go out shopping, you see that everything's up. You recognize that everything's up. But you have these liberals chirping in your ear that Bidenomics is working. Everything's down. They're saying everything's down. And it feels like I'm living in the Twilight Zone, like Bizarro World or, or some alternate universe, because you can very clearly see that things are up. Mm -hmm. But the, the official narrative being pushed is, say you're welcome uh, say thank you everything's down that all a lot of this got kicked off over the weekend uh this mm -hmm. past week by yeah. a tweet that jason chaffetz put out i don't know if you saw it he put out this tweet happy thanksgiving showing a turkey and this is this is like one of the nicest turkeys you can get yeah um, they're from california they're they basically they're people are joking it's a woke turkey it's 100 percent vegetarian raised with no antibiotics free range. It's just a nice turkey. But he bought it, a 22-pound turkey for $4.99 a pound. 
which is how much that costs if you want to get a really, really nice turkey, right? And that was at Myers, which is a grocery store. Yeah. People are making fun of them because they're saying, oh, how dumb are you? Turkeys are. Are what? Turkeys are expensive. I totally agree. And it looks like we lost Max there. So he was showing it, it's $114. Oh, there you are. Sorry, you cut out for like the longest. So I thought you left. I apologize. I can hear you. I can hear you. Um, people think that it's cheap, but they don't understand how the pricing works. And I figure we could talk about this a little bit because I, mm -hmm. I imagine there's going to be people who watch the show, listen to the show, who are having these conversations at the dinner table. We're going to be talking with people who are left of center on the aisle around the table. Be nice, be respectful, their family, their friends. But you're probably going to get the false bill of goods that mm. turkeys are cheaper this year. Max, and everything's down 4%. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Everything. Everything's so much. Every what Such savings. Uh, so much savings. Here's an example. This is someone online who posted this picture. A 16-pound turkey, um, regular price, $268 a pound, would be $44. It was on sale for $0.39 cents a pound. So they wow. paid $6. Wow. Look, that's Bidenomics. They said they tell you Bidenomics is working. Look how cheap it is. No. Here's another one. Instead of it being $1.99 a pound, it was $0.79 cents a pound. So they only paid $10 instead of $25. Congratulations, they say. This is Bidenomics yeah. working. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The problem is these are being put on sale. These are below cost. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at this one, this one that's 39 cents a pound, that is below cost. You cannot raise, slaughter, freeze, transport, and sell a turkey for mm -hmm. 39 cents a pound. That is below cost. And that is what the uh, retail industry calls a loss leader. Yeah. If you think about Costco, their rotisserie chickens are always $5.99 in the back yeah. of the store, right? Mm -hmm. The hot dogs, $1.50. They've said that they will always oh. be that price. They'll always be that price, even if they lose money on it, because people come into the store just for that. And the reason that the Costco rotisserie chickens are all the way at the back of the Costco store is because they want you to walk past everything that's full price on the way there before you get the lost leader item. I bought a turkey for the family here. We paid, uh, we got it for free, but we had to spend four hundred dollars, right? Oh my gosh! Spend four hundred dollars, get Ooh. it, and you you spend four hundred dollars over the over a couple months, so it, you get it free anyway. But they didn't have it marked at Super Scale at Shoprite here in New Jersey mm -hmm. because they're not treating it as a loss leader. They're treating it as a reward. Spend four hundred dollars. Get a free turkey. That's the reward. But if you didn't do that, the price is what the price is, $1.99. And that is set up that they still profit for people who just buy it without spending all that money to get the free turkey. Yeah. What's frustrating is you have liberals touting Bidenomics. And they say, look how cheap a turkey is. Bidenomics is clearly working. I can get a turkey for $0.39 cents a pound. Thank you, Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. I would argue the opposite. Yeah. A store that needs to sell a turkey that low, that cheaply, just to get you in the door is a store that is really hurting. 
if the store expected you to come shop and, and spend a bunch of money anyway, they wouldn't be pricing the turkeys below cost. Mm-hmm. Have to. This is because what we've seen across the industry, people tightening their belts, eating less, buying less on groceries, because times are much harder now than they were before Joe Biden took office. So you, you look at this and it's just, it's such a disconnect. They say that this is the sign that the, the economy is going well, when <laughs> by all accounts, it's a sign the economy isn't doing well. Mm-hmm. You, don't have this, you don't price a turkey below cost when the economy is doing well. You just don't. I think it's also a sign of how poorly people are doing too, because the only way you can win their business now is to have such a loss leader on the turkey that it draws you in, right? They are fighting the, the the consumer battle. They're trying to draw you in with the lowest price so you come in and pay full price for cranberries or you pay full, full price yeah. for potatoes, right? Just in the event to make profit somewhere, they'll do that. They do it all the time. Every store does it. It doesn't matter what they are. There's a loss leader in there, but I think it's a real indicator that people don't have a lot of money to spend. The economy's just too weak. There aren't people like really that have the disposable income to spend the extra buck on the nice things. Right. And that's, that's what's happening. That's what we're seeing. So if Bidenomics means that, that uh, loss leaders are the best thing to get in the store, well, that means the United, you know, that means the recovery is also a loss leader. It's not real. It's fake. A loss lead is is fake. It's just designed to suck you in and it works. That's why they do it. Yeah. Oh, so the way the 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 news is covering this is that the, the feast itself as a whole even if turkey is slightly down, slightly down, and even if you can get turkey for bottom of the barrel prices, which mm-hmm. everyone knows, I mean, you don't want to spend what what Jason Chaffetz spent on his turkey. That's obscene. No, that but you also understand that if you're buying a 39 cent turkey, you are not getting the nicest turkey that you could possibly buy, even in that under two dollar range. They're not giving you the best birds. So even if Turkey is a slightly less expensive overall than it was last mm-hmm. year, the price of everything else has gone up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pr- uh, prices, so yeah, they're saying that wholesale to prices for turkeys are down 30%, but that's only been manifested as a 9% decrease for people, the buyers, what buyers see. <sighs> cranberries, a can of cranberries is 60% more expensive than it was last year. Yeah, yeah. Pumpkin pie is 30% more expensive than it was last year. It's insane. It's um, insane. I, we, we make our own cranberries. So we brought, bought the raw cranberries, just cranberries in a bag. Max, it was up almost like 40 cents a bag. You can get yeah. cranberries for next to nothing three yeah. years ago, four years ago. They, they would give away cranberries, right? Because they could not sell them. Now they want almost three or four bucks a bag for something that costs like a dollar. I mean, it yeah. was insane how much the sweet potatoes, the yams were costing. The rolls were through the roof. If you want yeah. the nice rolls, they were expensive. They're super expensive. If you want to buy the flour to make your own rolls, that was up. I mean, there was nothing that we walked to the store where my wife and I said to ourselves, wow, that's that's cheaper. It just wasn't. Yeah. And, and it's the other not thing just is, that the... Yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, once you run out of the lost leader turkeys they have for those prices... They just put out the turkeys at full price. So only a few people get the super cheap turkey, but they take a picture and put it on social media. Look, we're celebrating. Look how low it is until the guy behind you is buying the $114 turkey. That one's still like, whoo. And that is why 
that is why when you calculate the consumer price index, you don't usually calculate Black Friday prices. So like what you said, you look at a Black Friday circular and there's, oh my goodness, I can get a 75-inch TV for $400. Oh my That's goodness. Crazy. The fine print says we have three available. First three people in store get it. Everyone else, the price jumps back up to $600, $700, $800. So buying something really cheap as a, as a loss leader to get people in the store, because they're not making money when they're selling the TVs that cheap. The right. real loss leaders that they only have a couple. That doesn't indicate the cost to buy a TV. Just because a few people purchased a TV for a cheap price doesn't mean that that is the average cost mm -hmm. to buy a television. Which is why when you calculate the CPI, you usually don't take Black Friday and Christmas pricing into account because they're deliberately those prices are deliberately driven low to drive people into in the, the stores. Store. In the stores. So, I mean, I, I, it's easy. I can understand why leftists will look at this and say, wow, the economy is doing so great. Look how cheap a turkey is. Oh, my goodness. This is great. Mm -hmm. Thanks, this is Biden. amazing. Binomics. Thanks, Biden. Right. But if unless you get the first, they, they probably only have one uh, display of those turkeys. And after that, as you yeah. said, the expensive ones get put out. When once they're gone, they're gone, and it and it sucks because yeah. the idea that people would just start promoting something based on deals, you know, sales, right? These are sales that are put up there just to suck you into the into the store, and. That's how you find an affordable Thanksgiving dinner now is you have to find all the deals. It's because it's a sign of a weak economy. People don't have cash in their pockets to spend. And it's bad, Max. Yeah. I mean, there, there were people when I was shopping, and we live in a, a fairly uh, high socioeconomic zip code, right? I mean, everyone around us is some of the richest in Colorado, but there were still people standing. It doesn't mean we're all rich, right? It just means it's some. Yeah. But we're standing around there and we're all debating, do we do yams or we do potatoes? Right now, now I have to make choices yeah. on a time of year where it's usually a feast, right? Where you want, like, it's a time to show plenty and thank you to put a lot of stuff on the table so you can enjoy all the things you don't have during the year. And now we have to scale back on that. Our celebrations yeah. are getting smaller and they hate the celebration on top of it. So not only do they not like Thanksgiving, I can't afford to put those amazing things on the table to celebrate the things that I have. And the flip side of it is people can't afford to invite everyone because usually yeah. these are, these are feasts where you invite everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you, yeah. Oh, your, your cousins in town, bring them. Oh, bring yeah. them. Oh, let's all gather. Now, when you have to really budget, you look at this and say, okay, how many people am I having? Okay. That's locked in. No more additions. And from people I've talked to, and I'm sure there's other people different who have different experiences. The, the gatherings are getting smaller, not because people hate each other or mad at each other, but because they can't afford to travel because mm -hmm. gas mm -hmm. and airfare is expensive. But also, it just doesn't make sense to buy two turkeys to feed twice as many people. Um, I, the, the other side of this inflation, which mm -hmm. I've noticed, so it's been really interesting grocery shopping in New Jersey after mm -hmm. just grocery shopping for my thanks in advance meal I just had last week yeah. in Texas. I've been able to really buy the same items in Texas versus New Jersey. And it's been shocking at how much more mm. expensive it is in New Jersey, but also shocking how much smaller the packages are here mm. in Texas. You can get a better deal on a five pound bag of potatoes 
here in New Jersey, if you want to pay that same amount for potatoes, oh, congratulations, it's on sale, but you only get a two pound bag mm-hmm. or a two and a half pound bag. So the shrinkflation is very, very real. Yeah. Um, even if the price has increased, has not increased a ton, the size of the container and the size of the product, the amount of product has gone down as well. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you there's a brand of stuffing that we use, a ba- bag stuffing that I've used for years. And I know exactly how many onions I need, how mm-hmm. many uh, sticks of things of celery I need to make it. And I noticed that the bag was smaller when I looked at the back and saw that the recommended onion and celery amounts were less than I have yeah. traditionally used. Right. So yeah. I, then I look at the size. I was like, huh, that's 50% less than it was yeah. wow. two years ago. Right. They starts with the ounce and it starts with two ounces missing and then three, right? Cause the, I mean, you, you slowly introduce it. We were shocked because we were trying to buy cornflakes for one of the breadings. We're like cornflakes makes a great breading on fried food. If you didn't know, but it was, it was super expensive. Like cereal has gotten smaller and more expensive boxes that used to last, you know, a, a couple of days are gone in just a few meals because yeah. they've reduced the size of the bag inside of it by half, yeah. but I'm paying 10 cents yeah. more. Right. So yeah. that's how it hides at first. And then it really shows up once that gets out of the way. And then the price is really good. Cause you can only shrink it so much before the consumer is like, Whoa, 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 whoa what's going yeah. on? And we're, we're at that point, right? We're still really seeing all of the belt tightening happening here. It's going to get worse in December. I think, especially with consumer prices on just available goods, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a nightmare. I could see people really putting themselves into serious debt this year, just trying to, to afford the holiday stuff. Imagine the people that spent money they didn't have to try to put food on the, the, the turkey table this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's huge. We, we all want to be able yeah. to feed our families, but we, we can't even, we can't feed ourselves on a normal day to day. And now we can't afford the big meal we're supposed to be thankful for. And it makes Thanksgiving yeah. hard. Yeah. I, I went and got ice cream for my son. He's like, I want ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. So I went to the grocery store, grabbed it and it just felt light. And I looked at it. And it wasn't a half gallon anymore. It was like 1.6782 quarts. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, that's not a half gallon. It's, it's just they've shrunk it. They've shrunk it by 25%. It's crazy. So we, we have this just to show people um, while the Biden administration is celebrating year over year that some things might be a little bit less expensive than they were last year. It's always good to kind of take a step back and think about what were things like before COVID before mm-hmm. Joe Biden got his grubby paws on everything Whoa. that is being put around on social media, comparing the average price in 2019 to the average price in 2023. And there is not a single thing that is cheaper now. Oh, sorry. Whipped cream, whipped cream, um, which is probably more processed, less, um, less fresh. Uh, yeah. Dangerous yeah. cranberries seem to be the same exact price from 2019, um, which I don't know if I, if I believe that, but Overall, if you were to buy all of these things for your feast, your price of your feast would be going from $46 to $70. Wow. I knew sweet potatoes got hit hard, man, but that's that's more than a doubling on sweet yeah. potatoes. Already in a, in a sector of the economy that, that's propped up by federal dollars on top of it. You know, yeah. this is <laughs> this is crazy. I don't I don't see how this continues, Max. What 
I love how they're saying prices are down 4%, but since Joe Biden took office, we're up 30 to 40% on just about everything. Yeah. And imagine when the real gas crunch pricing starts happening because they've already been flittering away all of the strategic oil reserve trying to artificially deflate prices. Once it gets to a point where they don't put that out there, I mean, imagine adding $7 a gallon gas on top of going to next year's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or even the expensive prices for this year's Thanksgiving. I mean, it's almost yeah. four something a gallon here. And I can only imagine what it's like because there's a there's a, a processing plant or a refinery near Colorado. So right. our, our prices kind of stay a little below average. But if you're if you're in L.A., if you're on the East Coast, your gas prices are they've got to be six, six something per gallon right now. And I haven't looked in a while. So I mean, that's the other cost of it. Right. How much it costs just to drive to where you want to go across town can become unaffordable in a monthly budget. Now You can't go see grandma because yeah. you can't afford the gas. I mean, how yeah. many people are telling me, you know, we'd like to do that, but we can't afford it, you know, because I sell gym yeah. memberships. And the first thing to go when a gym, when economy goes bad is the little things like gym yeah. memberships, getting your house cleaned by someone else, the person who mows your lawn. You know what I mean? The the, the extra car wash that yeah. you get, all these sectors. Just start taking. Me and my wife has, have ditched almost all of those. <laughs> yeah, because you have to. Yeah. You, they become yeah. unaffordable, right? And you find ways to either fill it in or you get rid of it. And that puts out puts people out of work. It just does. If you own your own business and you rely on the service industry in some way, you get destroyed. Like the middle class gets yeah. absolutely set on fire by this max. And that's yeah. what really pisses me off because it affects the us, the normal people, you know? It does. The good news is that there's a lot of really giving people and giving organizations out there. And we're seeing more and more across this country People are taking advantage. I mean, it's a it's a it's a feel good story, but it's also a, a, a enraging story to realize that so many people are experiencing such hardship that they need to wait in line for a free turkey, mm -hmm. or they need to take advantage of a soup kitchen. But we're seeing that as that need grows, that organizations and philanthropists are answering the call and donating and providing more free meals to people who really need it and would go hungry without. What made my blood boil, and this is a news, this is a story that's really been making the rounds here on the East Coast. I don't know if it's gotten to you yet. As people are aware, um, New York City has some of the people hardest hit from this inflation, from, from the economic downturn, and the reliance on food kitchens and soup uh, soup kitchens, food pantries through the roof. And there's a tradition in New York, especially in areas around public housing, where organizations come in and they hand out free turkeys wow it, nice. it's not it's not a lot but it's it's something to help yeah. people yeah avoid the cost of having to buy a turkey that way they can yeah. um that way they could just have it right in queens there is this tradition where they do that and nice. this year the americans living in queens woke up to get in line for their free turkey and they were shocked to find out that the line already stretched around the building because the illegal aliens got there first to claim them. So <laughs> I, I'm sure this hasn't gotten you yet. It's, it's bubbling here. Imagine you are waking up in a Biden economy, can't afford to get Turkey, haven't budgeted for it set, said to yourself, don't worry. Every year they hand out free turkeys. There's never a fight. There's never a rush. They always have enough for everyone. They tell you, be downstairs in the courtyard for at 11 a.m. You show up at 10.30, and there's a bunch of illegal aliens already lined up around the building. 
And by the time you get in line, there isn't a turkey for you. Wow. That's a kick in the face. I mean, it. I'm here. Oh, I don't even know where to start on this. First off, you know, I always knew that having illegal aliens here was going to be a problem. But this has gone from helping people to feeling like they're stealing from us. And I know this is giveaway, Max, but this is like stealing from Americans. You know, charity is being gobbled up by people who really don't want or need it, I think, because a lot of them, if they don't like the situation they're in, they just go to the next town where they get better free services, right? We saw that happen from Chicago to New York. Mm -hmm. So they're just going to show up places where they're handing out free turkeys and just gobble up what's around there for their own use and then actually leave the people that need the help in, in destitution still, right? They, they still have all those problems. To me, it feels like they're just stealing left and right. They're stealing our charity. They're stealing our goodwill. They're stealing our free freedom in the very nature of this country. And Dim so sit there go, and goes further than that. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is no different than what happens in public education. When, like, just because it's a turkey, like, we can all look at a turkey and say, oh, wow, the turkeys all went to the migrants and there were no turkeys for the poor Americans who were counting on it for their Thanksgiving meal. It's not all that different from what happens in the public school system. When you have a kid who wants to learn and, and needs to learn to get ahead in life to get that education, and all of a sudden their class is pushed way past capacity, and there's people in class speaking all different languages that the teacher doesn't speak, that ends up stealing education from the American students in class. This isn't a, a multi-sum game. Right. It's not a situation where you can just throw 60 kids in a class that's only supposed to hold 40 and everyone gets the same education. No, when you, the more kids you put in the classroom, the less education can be doled out, the less attention can be doled out to any of the other kids. It's the same with the healthcare sector, Josh. Yeah. When, when you yeah. have illegal aliens walking into the healthcare sector and getting free or heavily subsidized healthcare, well, that doesn't make your healthcare cheaper. If anything, it makes your prices higher because yeah. if the hospital can't collect on the illegal aliens who can't pay their bills, they raise the prices on everyone else. Absolutely. And it gets more and more expensive, you know, and you, you see it in every sector. You see it in the store. You see it at the pump. You, you see it in charity, which is what really blows me away. Remember when I played that video for you of the Halloween candy that was uh, looked like it was just being completely gobbled mm -hmm. up? What? We thinks what what are, is a, uh, a uh, an immigrant family. I mean, that kind of encapsulated what's going on with all of the illegals in the country. They're just gobbling everything up from you. And if you're giving stuff away at the kindness of your heart, they're happy to sit there and steal it because it feels like everything's being stolen from me. And if they, you know, if they start voting, they start taking away my freedom. They start taking away what what matters most to me. So whose country is it? Is it my country or is it theirs? Is it your country or is it theirs? I ask this all the time. And it seems like the Democratic Party is completely fine with making it someone else's country and not yours. Because all they care about is getting that damn vote. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm tired yeah. of giving crap away for free. I'm tired of being yeah. stolen from. You know, the fabric of my culture is being completely ripped up and stolen. There was a... So in, in the 1980s, there was uh, a phenomenon called the Mariel boat lift. And this was when a bunch, like, I, I, let me check the actual numbers, 125,000 Cubans yeah. got on boats, rafts, and fled Cuba to go to Florida. The Mariel boat lift. 
And what ended up happening is most of these people settled in the Miami area. Now you have a very, you have a bustling Cuban diaspora now in Miami, but mm -hmm. when this originally happened, it had devastating impacts on the local economy. And because it was such a sudden jolt, an increase in people living in the area, we can go back and we can look at the actual numbers of what the cause and effect, what the effect was of putting all of these people suddenly in the same metro area. And the research that's been done this has found basically three things. The cost to rent a home or an apartment went up. Uh, I want to say, let me get the exact number. I have it here. I put it in my book, just pulling it up. Yeah. Um, the renter, th the amount of people renting homes went up 9%. Ooh. And as a result, the cost to rent or lease an apartment or condo went up 8 to 11% just overnight. Just overnight. Wages went down. Wages went down. And the average wage for the least skilled worker in Miami, someone who was a high school dropout, declined substantially by 10 to 30%. So they're not coming after white collar jobs, college graduate jobs, master's, PhD jobs. They're not. But in this one area of Miami, they can prove definitively that when you have a significant influx of low skill workers, it drives the wages down for low skill workers because they all have all this competition mm -hmm. going up against people who are willing to work for less. So you had eight to 11% more expensive housing, 10 to 30% lower wages for the lower uh, skilled workers. And as a result, they saw the birth rate among people who were living in Miami plummet. People stop having babies. They stop having babies because the rent went up and their wages either stagnated or went down. That is a microcosm, a very small case study, but it shows what happens when you have a large influx of people into the same area. In this country, if we could spread everyone out, probably wouldn't see an effect that significant. But they're seeing it in New York. 125,000 illegal aliens yeah. bust mm -hmm. to New York by Florida and Texas. They're feeling it in New York. They're feeling it in New York. And it, it, I'm, I feel sorry for the people of New York who now have to go through. They just announced they're cutting the budget for the police. I saw. Because Jeez. the illegal aliens have cost them billions of dollars, they're cutting the budget for police. And they're begging Biden to give them more money. These are the same people who laughed at Texas having to absorb all these people for decades. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? They looked at Texas. Oh, you're a big state. You can absorb it. Not realizing that you still have these costs, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're starting to realize that the costs associated with illegal immigration. The sad thing is they don't seem to realize yet that the border needs to be secured. They're yeah, still advocating open borders. They're just doing it from a nimbyism, a nimby kind of approach, not in my backyard, send them anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, if you see such a decline when 100,000 people show up to a small city, what happens when you let 8 million in? Yeah. 8 million and then, you know, probably another 8 million before that because there was never any real documentation. Really, the illegal immigration started kind of in the 90s. That's when it, they started pouring over the border. So how many have come in since, let's say, 1999, right? Let's put that, that number out there. I bet you it is in the 20s of millions. And imagine what that does to not just small economies, but big economies, right? You start seeing yeah. shifts in large um, uh, warehouse-type jobs that 
the food service industry changed overnight. It used to be the the springboard yeah. for people getting out of school and getting their first job. Now it's almost exclusively held by illegal immigrants. You know the uh, the, the cleaning services industry, some of the uh, the yardscape landscape industries have almost been completely taken over. The construction industry has yeah. also taken over, and, it, and it's destroyed a lot of people that I know who own construction companies. People that were in businesses, framers and painters, and not so much plumbers and electricians, but a lot of those people that do the framing, yeah. like they were put out of business because there would be a, a van that pulls up with 18 guys in it and they still do the same job that they did that he did. And he can't do it in the same amount of time because they're all making less than minimum wage. They're yeah. living out of that van yeah. and eating out of that van. Yeah. It, it destroyed small construction companies. But, you know, it's not a problem. It's not a problem until a, a problem. blue city has it on their doorstep. And now it's a real problem. I mean... Where the yeah. where the heck were you when all this stuff was happening to Texas? Where was it happening when it was happening to to Colorado? You know, starts so happening in California, and they didn't care then. So why do they suddenly care now? Because it affects them. Yep, because it, it bothers them, them. and it just it pisses them. me off. Because we were told we're liars for the long time. You know, they're going after jobs you don't want. Bullshit. They're they're, they're doing things that no one else will do, and and you're you're proving that right now with. I think you're going to be putting down a new book here. Is that yeah. that's just not true? You know, everybody wants and needs those jobs. Every job in the in in an economy matters, and it doesn't. I'll give you a little. I'll give yeah. you a little tidbit on this. This is what this is in my book, which by the way, it'll be out probably in the next month or so. I have to do a lot of editing. Can't do it when I'm traveling. But um, in New York, most of the illegal aliens are doing food delivery jobs. So only really? a handful, only like five, ten percent, have actually signed up for work permits because what the rest have realized is they can pay an American to use their Uber Eats account. So they're they're doing Uber Eats, they're doing DoorDash using the rented bicycles or rented scooters. And that's how they're making money. They'll give a kickback to the American who owns the account and then basically they'll do it illegally under someone else's account. So they're doing the food delivery work. They'll show up to a restaurant, pick up the food on a little rented bike and drop it off where it needs to go. But this is having a devastating effect on the Americans who do this work. Yeah. Because for years, there has been a push to not only unionize these workers, but also to organize them to stop accepting the jobs for pennies. The yeah. way that these, these, uh, these delivery apps tend to work is that when you put an order in for food as a, as a purchaser, it goes out to bid for all the people in the area who wants to deliver this food. And usually the app, whether it's Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, whatever, will offer a very small amount of money, $2, $2 to go five miles. Most of us would say, hey, that's not worth it. So there's been a push in New York to get all of the drivers, the delivery drivers, to not accept the small payouts. Because once, once the purchaser has already bought the food, the company has an obligation to deliver it. They increase the offer. Mm -hmm. increase the offer. It'll go from $2 to $3 to $4 to $5 mm -hmm. until they get someone to bite. So what these drivers have been doing in New York is, is they've had a, a real effort to stop drivers from taking the low offers. And mm -hmm. it hasn't been that hard because with gas prices up, there's no profit to be made when you're getting paid $2 to drive from one side of the city to the other. When you bring in the illegal alien workers, they are willing to work for the pennies yeah. because they don't have to pay car insurance. They don't have to pay mm. for a car. 
they are just anything. hopping. Yep, they're just hopping on the little bike that you can rent in New York for uh, maybe a dollar for an hour, whatever it is. Um, they're hop on one of those bikes, ride, get the food, ride, deliver it, and still profit. So not only are they taking the jobs, those actual delivery jobs, but they are driving the wages down because the American workers, delivery drivers, now say, okay, well, if I don't take the jobs, then I'm not going to have any. any because then yeah. the illegal aliens would just claim all of them for less. So all of a sudden, they're now working for less. It's literally an example of illegal immigration driving wages down in real time and not a situation where you're talking about unskilled workers. Most of these people, these are second, third jobs just trying to make a little extra money. Yeah. Um, really, really devastating. The side hustle goes away. You know, and people have a side hustle because they need the money, right? And if that side hustle doesn't work there, where else are they going to start making money? If there's no jobs out there where they can start making side money, usually people yeah. turn to things that are illegal to... Uh, you know, um, fill in the gap on what they earn. And that's where crime comes into play on this, right? Yeah. Because if you can't legally make money, you're going to feed your family anyway. So a lot of those Americans will probably turn to selling drugs, sex work, um, you know, sex trafficking, stuff stealing. like that. Stealing. stealing. That's probably. the other thing is how much stealing have you seen in these big dim blue cities where you have oh a God. lot of immigration and it's happening. I, I took the kids to Walmart. And because they wanted to get a toy. So we got them, I got them two scooters and two Nerf guns, yeah. right? So we went through, check out. The kids are in the cart. They're holding their toys. Checked out, fine. I get to the exit and there's a man there saying, I need to see your, your, uh, your receipt. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, this isn't Costco. I don't have to show you anything. And I said, actually, no, I'm good. I just checked out. You can check your security cameras. I'm, I'm good. He actually puts his hands on my cart and stops me from moving and says, show me my receipt, your receipt right now. And he's putting his hands on the cart when my kids are in the cart. So at that point, I'm, I'm saying, F you, I'm not showing you anything. So I just, this is the line I always use. Do you suspect me of stealing? And he says, no, I do not. And I say, get your hands off my cart. I'm leaving. If a shop owner suspects you of stealing, they can always stop you, at least momentarily, to make sure you're not stealing. But if 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 someone says, I do not suspect you of stealing, they have no right to impede my movement whatsoever. Yeah. So he still kept trying to trying to stop me. I said, check the security camera. I paid. It's all good. Get off. And I jerked the car away, walked out the door. But it, it's I understand his job. People are yeah. stealing stuff, right? People are stealing stuff at an alarming rate. So I understand why he's doing his job, but I just stood online for 10 minutes. I have two choices, either stay online for 10 minutes or be the cashier myself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And if you're the cashier yourself, you know what happens if you make a mistake and you don't scan everything accidentally? Not saying that I do that, but you know what happens if you don't scan everything accidentally and then they demand your receipt and they see that you don't? Guess what? You just stole from them. Yeah. Even though you're doing their job and even though you weren't trained to do their job, if you make a mistake, it's a crime. If the cashier makes a mistake, it's not a crime. It's a mistake. Mm -hmm. So in this in this time of, of of cracking down on shoplifting, highly recommend that everyone use the actual paid cashiers because if you make even the slightest mistake, mm -hmm. they can get you arrested for theft. Yeah. Which is cr crazy, 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 crazy. We're almost out of time. I yeah. want to make sure we get to what we actually are thankful for. We 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 spent 40 minutes talking about how how bad everything is. 
but there is a lot to be thankful for. So, Josh, I'll, I'll let you start off. What are you most thankful for? Yeah, I'm going to start at the top. First, I'm thankful I've got a God in my life. Second, I've got a wife that's incredible, and I've got a great family. I'm very thankful for that. My friends, I'm thankful that I get to do, do this show with you on a tri-weekly basis, right? It, it's those little things. It's the, 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 the friends, the family, the fun. That's what I'm really thankful for. And as much as, you know, our societal cultural cloth is being completely ripped up. I, I do everything in my power to make sure that I get to sew it back together. So I'm thankful I get to fight for that and all of you. And you as my friend. I'm thankful for you as my friend because I, I hang out with you more than just about anybody else and it's almost always virtually, <laughs> which is kind of funny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but that that's it. I'm not it. I'm thankful for a whole bunch of stuff, but you know, in a nutshell, that's where I'm at on you. It, it, it's funny. Um, for the longest time, I had never even seen your face. I'd always just heard you just through my ear or through headphones. Um, so I remember the first time I met you, you had obviously always seen me because I'm always on camera yeah. when you were the producer at Conservative Daily. You always saw my face. I didn't immediately connect that you were Josh. I see, yeah. So I, I wasn't nearly as friendly yeah. when I first saw you for the first time. Uh, I was like, oh, hi. I was like, wow, he's kind but, of a dick. <laughs> No, I just I, I didn't make the connection. Yeah, yeah, I know, because, I know. I remember. But I remember. when we started, I was already out of Colorado. I wasn't seeing yeah. you on a daily basis at all. No. Um, and and you hadn't been on camera for the longest time. Um, so yeah, I, I'm super thankful for you that we can do the show. I just tell everyone know I told Josh this weekend that I want him this past week. I want him to talk more. And yeah, he was like, and "No, I just enjoy hanging out with you. I, I'm just kind of here to listen." <laughs> I I said that's cool, but I do want you to talk more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I'm super thankful, Josh, super thankful, everyone watching, listening, yeah. that we can do the show. Um, really excited as we grow it. Um, our last episode got some pretty good numbers. So um, if you haven't checked that one out, check that out for sure. Um, I'm thankful, obviously, for my wife, my kids. They are growing up. They have a real, they're really nice and kind. They fight with each other, but I'm really happy and proud of the kids that they're becoming. Um, super happy to be here with my, my, my parents and my sister and extended family. Um, so really happy for that. Happy that even though we had a slight COVID scare, that everyone is still generally healthy and happy and, and good to go. It, it, there's really a lot, a lot can go wrong and, and you have no control over it. So you have to really take advantage and enjoy the time that you do have together. And um, that's a really good call for anyone who has a, a petty squabble or fight with a sibling or a standing family member. It's yeah. time to squash that beef because um, there's so much going on. You can't be fighting over something that happened years ago that no one even remembers anymore. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm super yeah. thankful for. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited as we grow the show um, to see how much higher we can take this thing. Yeah. Um, before, before we end, I, I did want to bring up one last thing. Okay. Uh, I wanted to mention uh, a friend of mine who passed away this morning. Uh -huh. um, his name is Chris Slattery. Um, Chris Slattery was a, an icon in the pro-life movement. He was a trailblazer. He operated a bunch of pregnancy centers in New York City. Um, he has been fighting the pro-life movement since 1979. Wow. And we lost him this morning um, to cancer. Oh. So um, I only got to know Chris in the last couple of years of his life. Um, but he had a, a huge heart. He was incredibly generous. And he up until the end, he was giving of himself to try and help as many people, help as many women, help as many babies as possible. Um, so I just wanted to mention him, how that we, we lost one of the good ones today. 
But uh, as my dad likes to say, he's not in our past, he's in our future. And so I'd ask for everyone to pray for Chris, pray for his family. And, uh, and if, you, if you want to consider donating to help his pregnancy center continue, um, the, the pregnancy center was taken over by Compass Care. So Compass Care was the uh, other pregnancy center in New York, upstate New York, that was vandalized by, by abortion advocates and then terrorists. And then the FBI refused to investigate and stole their security camera footage. So if you want to help donate to keep his pregnancy centers up and running so that his legacy in New York fighting against the evil of abortion continues, I mean, do so at Compass Care. I'm not connected to them. I just know that that's, that's who's controlling it now. Sure. So uh, See, just wanted to give him uh, yeah. I was going to say, that's why it's so important to bury the hatchet on things and to let grudges grow go because you don't know what tomorrow looks like, right? There's going to be fewer people at my Thanksgiving this year than there were last year and the year before that. So, you know, life is precious. Enjoy it while you got yeah. it and make sure you hold on to them and, you know, take that one time. Even if it's just, hi, I missed you. How you doing? And a hug. Put it to the side. Enjoy the day. Tomorrow you can complain about it, but pick one day and just for sure. be nice. Put it all away. For sure, for sure, for sure. Well, that's a great place to end it. Um, if you like the podcast, you can subscribe. All the different audio versions are out there. Subscribe to one of them. Please, 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 please a good review on Apple Podcasts. And we uh, usually go live on Rumble and YouTube. So check it out there as well. All those things. I'm Josh Hammerling. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, but the only way we win is we all stand to be better. Happy Thanksgiving, gang. See you soon.